You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. You're with Father Randall Kazel here from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. And we're great... Great to be with you this morning. I hope you're enjoying our various talks. We just had Rob and Susan Bastian with us. They're here from St. Michael and Pine Island, and they talked with us uh, about the amazing pro-life graces they received after the, the death of their son, Jacob. Uh, what a great witness they gave uh, for Rob and Susan. And indeed, here at St. Michael, we do various pro-life things all through the year. Uh, Rob mentioned that we have worked with the local first-choice pro-life center out of Red Wing. We helped them attain a um, ultrasound machine here a few years ago. And then this last year, uh, during the COVID time, we worked with First Choice Clinic, a, a partner, First Choice Clinic in Cannon Falls, Minnesota. So uh, we helped them obtain as part of their fundraiser as with that as well. So I encourage you nights out there and parishes, get involved with your pro-life centers. And our next guest here is Father Chris Alar, my friend. Are you with us? Hi, Father Kazel. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, great to have you on the radio this morning here in Minnesota and North and South Dakota and into Wyoming. And it's great that you're uh, with us. How are things out in Massachusetts at the National Shrine of Divine Mercy? Well, very good. We're getting ready for fall. You know, I always like the fall because of football season, but I also like it because i got to come to Minnesota and do a little uh, pheasant hunting, but uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always welcome. If I can help you here, we can find you some pheasants. Uh, we might, you know, it depends on how much, how many pheasants you want to get and how serious uh, you are in pheasant hunting. We, we'll take you to South Dakota and you'll really find some pheasants. Oh, that yes. would be amazing. <laughs> Amen. But no, we're, well, doing, we're, doing, we're doing well. Uh, praise be to God and uh, keep, uh, keep us in prayer and we're keeping you guys in prayer as well and and especially with the uh, upcoming feast day. And, uh, Father, we mentioned, and I talked to you off the year, a big, powerful week coming up with some big things uh, in the first week of October. So we're getting ready. If, you, if you're not uh, uh, in, in habit of turning to the saints for help, it's now a great time and a great it, week uh, to do that. Oh, it is. Yeah, we, coming up here... Uh, next week, at, at really right at the end of September, September 29th, we have our great Archangels, uh, that uh, feast of the Archangels, Saints Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael, and, and then the great doctor, St. Jerome. But really, we get in October. I, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, that first week of October is a highlight uh, because there, there's like an all-star lineup. Uh, October 1st, St. Therese of Lisieux, and then our guardian angels, one of our, yep. our, our best friends who are with us all the time. They, God tells them to put up with us, and uh, and then they want to help us. <laughs> so they see Absolutely. everything they see everything we do, and they still are are awesome friends. And then St. Francis of Assisi, and then and then who are you going to celebrate? Uh, <laughs> well, after St. Francis of Assisi, what's funny is you know, Father, he was one of only three that we know of in recorded history to behold a seraphim angel was St. Wow. Francis. Now we have him on the fourth. So you have, you said, Tristan, the zoo on the first, you have the, the uh, guardian angels or our angels on, the archangels on the uh, on the second. But then on the fourth, you have a very powerful saint in St. Francis. Now, 
what were they talking about there with the seraphim angel? Well, basically, it's recorded that right before he received the stigmata. Yes. Now, I just did a talk on Padre Pio, and he was known for the stigmata. But uh, St. Francis is the first recorded person we ever have of receiving the stigmata. Actually, some people argue St. Paul, because St. Paul said in right. the scripture that I bear the wounds of Christ. That's but right. here's the interesting thing. Uh, right before he received the stigmata, Pope, uh, or excuse me, um, St. Francis was visited by a seraphim angel. Hmm. Now, seraphim angel, remember, of the nine choirs is the highest. That's right. And their, their total uh, folk, uh, what do you call it, function and purpose of existence <laughs> is to behold the face of God. That's right. And no time in human history did they turn away from God that we know of other than three times. And not turning away in a bad way, but right. God sent them. And the first was Isaiah. Uh, the seraphim angel held the charcoal to purify his lips, um, to purify the, his speech and his lips. And so the seraphim angel appeared to Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, purified his lips in his speech with the charcoal. Then the second one, as we just mentioned, was St. Francis, uh, before he got the stigmata. And his feast day is on October the 4th. Mm-hmm. Then we hit the big one, which is October the 5th, and that's our St. Faustina. That's and right. she's now on the universal calendar, and um, she, on October 5th, was the third person when she was sick, um, she couldn't go to Mass. Her superior wouldn't let her go to Mass because she was very ill. And so Jesus sent a seraphim angel to bring her Holy Communion. Wow. Now, here's my, one of my favorite passages in the diary. St. Faustina, when the seraphim came to give her Holy Communion, first asked him if he would hear her confession. So St. Faustina is visited by, she's sick, she's visited by the seraphim angel to give her Holy Communion, and she asks him to hear her confession, and the seraphim angel said, nobody in the universe has that power except the priest. Wow. Not even the seraphim angel, the highest of the angels, beholding the face of God, could hear and give her absolution like a Catholic priest. Wow. That is just an amazing story to me. And um, the big week, and then you got October the 7th, you've got the rosary, you know, the, the feast of, uh, of Our Lady of the Rosary. So what a powerful, and then later, October 16th, you have John Paul. Uh, I mean, um, uh, the 22nd, you've got John Paul. So this is powerful stuff uh, coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah. It is, and I and I love that month of October. That it's Our Lady of the Rosary, and and it starts off with these powerful saints, light, you know, t- leading us into this fall time. And I think uh, special graces. So we need to encourage all of our listeners to be holy, to be saints. And these are these are saints who are going to help us. Uh, so yes. let's get back let's get back to Saint Faustina a little bit. And that that great story we all, we all, we all need priests, and we and it highlights it again. You know, moms and dads out there. You know, maybe your sons are called to be a priest in some way or another. We need priests, and priests perform this great function. And uh, can you tell us a little about Saint Faustina and the priesthood for you, Father yeah. Chris? 
Yeah, and, and you know, we know as priests we cannot have we cannot be priests without devotion to our blessed mother. There's no question about that. That is that's where it all begins and she brings us to Jesus. But right behind her there is Saint Faustina. And this is powerful because a very important aspect of the priesthood, um, obviously the whole core of it is the sacrament. Yes. And you know, uh, Father, you know this, you hear it all the time. I get comments online all the time. I don't need a priest. Um, you know, my own aunt, I love her to death. She grew up in Catholic schools, has been a Catholic since her whole life. She's 80 years old. I don't need a priest. And, you know, a priest can't forgive sins. And I always, in my talks, ask that rhetorical question. And I always say, when you go into the confessional, is it the priest that forgives your sins? And everybody, every time, yells, no. And I always say, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the reason isn't because the grace comes for the priest. It's not because of the holiness of the priest. In fact, even if the priest is in a state of mortal sin, and we pray that never happens, but even if we have something in the Church called Ecclesia Suple, the Church Provisor, ex opere yes. operato, which means regardless of the state of the priest, you are receiving the grace of the sacrament. By the very fact that the sacrament is administered, ex opere operato, the very fact that a sacrament is administered, you are getting that grace, even if that priest... I had a letter the other day, Father, that said, I was baptized and this priest has left the priesthood and got Mm. married. Mm. Do I have to be rebaptized? No. Nope. No, because even if the priest is living in sin, and we pray that doesn't happen, but you're receiving the grace from the promise of the Church. And so when we say that the priest forgives the sins, Jesus told St. Faustina, I'm in the confessional. The priest is just a tool. The grace mm-hmm. comes from me. I'm God. I'm Jesus. But <clears throat> what they don't understand is that when you have... Who had ultimate authority to forgive sin? on earth is Jesus Christ. That's right. So Jesus Christ had ultimate authority to forgive sin. But here's the point. When you have ultimate authority, you have the power to delegate it. I give this example. I had a a business in North Carolina. I funded it. I started it. I owned it. I ran it. I built it. I was the sole authority. Mm-hmm. But when I would go, and do we have a, a break, Father? Is that what the, I'm sorry, did I cut nope, you off? You're, you're doing good. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So when I would go on a business trip, I would say Karen or Brian, who did nothing to start my business, they were employees, managers, and I would say, while I'm gone, you're in charge. While I'm gone, you have my authority to pay a bill. You have my authority to hire somebody, fire someone, make a decision. You have my authority. Now, did they do anything to deserve that? No. I delegated it to them. And so Jesus, who has the ultimate authority to forgive sins, delegates that authority to the priest. So the priest, we know, forgives the sins. And people say, well, Father, that's not true. Matthew sixteen nineteen, Matthew eighteen eighteen, John twenty twenty three, whose sins you forgive are forgiven in heaven. 
whose sins you retain are retained in heaven. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty much like Christ has delegated that authority. Yes, <laughs> so, and he is. So that's the power of the priest. It is, and it's and it's amazing. And I, one little point to add on there, Father, for all of our listeners to ponder. I, my own experience in being in parish life is that the, there is a direct connection between the spiritual health of a parish and the practical number of people who will go to confession. In parishes where there mm-hmm. is a good percentage of parishioners who invest time and go to confession, those parishes are more fruitful. People are converting. Yeah. And people are drawn to those places. Others yeah. who don't know about Jesus, they're drawn there. So some of you out there, hey, if the light goes on with this, encourage your fellow parishioners to go to confession. And you yourself, give that witness. Don't be afraid to go. And so what if somebody sees you go into the confessional? You give the mm-hmm. witness and know that it will not only benefit you individually, it's going to benefit your whole parish, your whole town where you live. We're going to pause here. We're going to go on a little break. Stay with us. Real Presence Radio Live. We have Father Chris Alar from the National Shrine of Divine Mercy. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm Mark Holcraft, Executive Director of Real Presence Radio. Thank you to everyone who called in and pledged in support during our Awakened Fall Live Drive. If you weren't able to call in during the drive, it's not too late. We still need your help. You can give anytime, safe and secure online at realpresenceradio.com or through the free Real Presence Radio app. Your support helps us continue to spread Jesus' message of hope across 10 dioceses and 5 states. Thank you for your support of Real Presence Radio. You can find more information and ways to give at realpresenceradio.com. One of, the, one of the roles that Real Presence Radio fills is it actually serves as a vehicle of the ministerial church in connecting with its own people. Mm-hmm. You know, That's right. as Paul and I both working at a diocesan office, so many of the things that go on at the diocesan level get, um, they get recognition, they get, people become aware of what's taking place through Real Presence Radio. That's right. And, yeah. and that's really an important part, too. It's, it's the way that Bishop Folda and all the bishops of mm-hmm. real, the regions covered by Real Presence Radio, that they can communicate with their people and, and make them aware of the way that the church is serving them, of opportunities that they have. And so, as a director of communications, I rely on Real Presence Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful team effort. We have our New Earth magazine that we use to evangelize. We have our, our social media. But we also have that teamwork with Real Presence Radio to get the word out. And uh, Real Presence Radio, it's, it's vital to, uh, to communicating. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. You're listening to Father Randall Kazel. We're broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota, in southern Minnesota. We're blessed to have with us Father Chris Alar from the National Shrine of Divine Mercy in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. Thanks for being with us, Father. Thank you. And we were just talking about the saints coming up in on early October and the hope we have 
in striving for sanctity and the graces of heaven. And Father, during the break here, you just mentioned the connection with the gospel yesterday and childlike humility and obedience and St. Faustina. Can you share with us a little more on that insight? You know, and it's interesting because <clears throat> we know that our Lord tells us that in order to enter heaven, we got to be like little children. But a lot of people are like, okay, but why? <laughs> you know, and, um, we look at it from the standpoint of humility and obedience. Um, most of the children, you know, are, 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 are not seeking limelight. They're shy. They're, they also, you know, some children can be disobedient, but for the most part, when a parent tells a child to do something, they know they need to do it, even if they sometimes don't, but most mm-hmm. do. And I connected it to confession. Mm-hmm. Why did our Lord tell us to be like little children in order to enter the kingdom of God? I personally believe it connects with confession. Mm-hmm. Because what are the two things we must have in, 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 in order to go to confession? Humility and obedience. One, we're obedient to the Church, because it says this is the way that we are forgiven. We yes. follow the direction given by God through His Church. And secondly, nobody wants to go and spill their dirty laundry <laughs> to, a, yes. to a stranger. And so it does make us like little children. We have to be humble. We have to be obedient. And there's no greater example of that than in the confessional. And personally, I think that's one of the ways we can get to heaven, because we are ultimately like little children when we do that. Yes. And the great fruitfulness, sometimes it's helpful to focus on the, the, the after, the fruitfulness, what you're going for, the reward of being obedient to our Lord and humbling oneself. Uh, it, it truly is, in the best sense, out of this world. It is, it, one is immersed in the divine love and will of God. And so often I do, and I know many do, experiences His unfathomable mercy. Uh, so it's an awesome thing to have that confession with humility and obedience. Yes, so, yes. And one last comment on that. Uh, I forget which thing it was, Father. You might be able to correct me. But this one saint said, I think it was St. Francis de Sales, can't remember, but he said, there are many, many souls in heaven that have done many bad things. There are mm-hmm. souls in heaven in their past who have did drugs, alcoholics, looked at pornography, but mm-hmm. there's not one soul in heaven with the vice of pride. Yes. And then he said, likewise, there's many souls in hell that have done many good things. Mm-hmm. There are souls in hell that donated to the soup kitchen. There are souls in hell that went to church. Mm-hmm. But there's not one soul in hell with the virtue of humility. That's right. Wow. That, yep, that's right. And that's the, the one virtue the devil can never, can never practice, never, ever be yep. humble. And so that's, yep. we need to practice that humility. And that's so awesome, uh, Father. And, and our Lord is so merciful uh, with uh, our human condition, our weakness, and He will know best how to lead us into His love and His goodness and hit the union of His will. And I want to transition a little bit into another area which you can speak to us in a, a wonderful way, in a compassionate way, and that's the, the area of suicide and, and how one can find the consolation of God if one has experienced a suicide of a loved one. You've written a beautiful book. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your knowledge of this topic and about your book and what people could hear to be filled with our Lord's uh, consolation. Yeah, you know, we always hear that God wants to bring a greater good out of the worst evils, and um, we, priesthood was never on my, you know, somebody told me in high school that I was going to become a priest, I would have cried. <laughs> it was not mm-hmm. on my radar screen, uh, but how God changes direction, and actually, ironically, 
Um, I think in many ways I'm a priest today because of the suicide of my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had lost my grandmother to suicide back in 1993. And I'd always learned and heard that that means automatic damnation. Catholic Church teaching, it's cut and dry. There's no way around it. Objective mortal sin, no time to repent. Uh, Soul is lost. And it just, for 10 years, troubled me until I learned through God's divine mercy that's not Church teaching. We teach that Subjectively, there are other factors, mental illness. Um, it could be severe depression, anxiety that cloud the, good, the free will of a person. So a person who makes a decision like that may not be fully in their free will. And to make matters even more hopeful uh, is St. Faustina's diary, because mm-hmm. in that diary she talks that even though a soul is at the moment of death, like my grandmother, and I apologize not to be graphic, but she used a handgun. Hmm. And I told the priest when I went to a confession years later that it bothered me that I didn't pray for her at the time, and now she's in hell because there was no time to repent. She she used a handgun on herself, and he pointed out that St. Faustina, in her diary, says that at the instant of death, God comes to every soul. Jesus comes to every soul. Three times, and gives them right? three times, and this is 1486 in the diary, and gives that soul three times to accept him. And I'm like, well, Father, she didn't have any time to repent. You know, she pulled the trigger. He's like, you don't think the time it took a bullet to travel three inches, God can't work a miracle? He could create mm-hmm. a universe in the time. It, 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 yeah, and so this is a beautiful gift in our faith that is called hope. And, and hope for them, I have a book, and it's called after suicide, there's hope for them and for you. So very quickly, what is hope for them? That they can be saved. Now, this is never the answer. Suicide is, is never the answer. It's a permanent response to temporary problems. Please, mm-hmm. um, I could talk for hours on, on giving you that encouragement of why it's never the answer. But if we have lost someone, there's hope still that our prayers today, because God's outside of time, can help that soul at the moment of their judgment. We can't can't change the past. We can't get a soul out of hell, nothing like that. But you can aid them with grace at their judgment. And then there's hope for you, meaning we lay out the spiritual principles of divine mercy to help you get through any tragedy. And not just suicide, but any kind of tragedy. So, Father, if anybody wants the book, just let us know. You can visit us on shopmercy.org. Or if you want to memorialize your loved one, I pray for them. Enter your loved one's name. You can visit suicideandhope.com. That's one word. And there you can get resources. You can get the book. And most of all, you can memorialize your loved ones. Amen. Father Chris, you say that so well. It reminds me of the Archbishop Fulton Sheen, the, the, one of his famous lines, life is worth living. And the yes. temp- temporary problems are just that. They're temporary. Mm-hmm. And people always mm-hmm. need to know there's always some people who love you. And above all, God does. And the pain, yeah. the struggle, the difficulty uh, are a temporary part of life that one can see oneself through. And the solution is, is to decide to live. Decide to live life, because life yes. is worth living, to receive love and to give love. 
sometimes that is uh, at the very heart of it, that one is lovable and can love uh, and receiving love. Father Chris, we've come out to the end of our time. It's so great to have you with us again. Uh, you're a blessing to all of us. And, uh, um, and I wish you blessings on the rest of your day today. So, uh, and now you guys too, up in Minnesota as well. God bless you all there. Thank you, Father. And now I turn it back to you, Eli, for our preview of our upcoming show. Hey, thanks, Father. Great show today. Uh, a lot of good, interesting topics there. And a great show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Father Tim Smith, coming to you live from Holy Cross Church in Ipswich, South Dakota. He'll visit with some great people from the Diocese of Sioux Falls about creating a safe environment in our parishes and schools. Then Brad Pohl will ask the men if they're ready for a quest. Plus, Sister Faustina Maria Pia will join us for a journey with a litany of trust. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thank you, Eli. Uh, and thank you to all our listeners for listening out there. We have had a, a great uh, show here this morning. We had a lot happening from uh, Andrew Potteruka here in Rochester, St. Francis, Assisi. And then we had Mark... Uh, Hallcraft on reminder to any of our listeners that if you're interested and willing to support Real Presence Radio, they had their live drive last week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. They fell a bit short of their overall fundraising goal. If you're able and willing to support the radio and the the graces of broadcasting the gospel through Real Presence Radio, please give them a call at the Real Presence Radio office eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. That's eight seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two, or you can go to the website realpresenceradio.com uh, to make a donation online in a safe way. Uh, so I encourage you to take that time to support Real Presence Radio. Great to have Rob and Susan Bastian, a couple of my parishioners, on their pro-life experience. And of course, as always, uh, Father Chris Alar. Uh, there was a few times he was on with me, including uh, last April, with various uh, topics on Divine Mercy. We're nearing the time of our show here on Real Presence Radio this morning, Monday, September 20th. I wish all of you a very blessed day. I invite you to join me in one last prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And the Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great week, everybody. Peace be with you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.